<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The Low Bar for Online Defamation in China Written by Alex Colville Published in the World of Chinese Read for you by Sylvia Franca Returning home from work on the evening of November 14th, Catherine Zhang received a disturbing phone call from a cousin who told her he'd received a message from an anonymous QQ user who claimed to have been in a friends-with-benefits relationship with Zhang back in 2017. She looked like a good girl and not someone who would just hook up, the user told Zhang's cousin in chat records seen by the world of Chinese. Zhang, a woman in her 20s from a mid-sized city in central China, recalled two similar incidents from last year, where friends had told her a stranger had added them on QQ, asking if they knew Chang, and in one case, claiming Chang had had a one-night stand with him. From the way they described it, I feel the messages were all sent by the same person, and all intended to slander me, says Chang, who doesn't know how many of her contacts have received such messages. Although the friends who got in touch with Zhang were suspicious of the messages and tried to warn her about them, she worries that others who don't know her as well could be fooled by the false allegations. One female acquaintance, whom Zhang added casually on QQ four years ago after meeting her at a jogging club event, but had never spoken with since, blocked her after sending her a single message. I have always considered you respectable. I didn't expect you to be this kind of person after reading false accusations by the anonymous messenger, Chang believes. I feel really unsafe on social media these days, says Chang, who was shocked, confused, and repulsed by the revelation that an anonymous netizen had been tarring her reputation and combing through her QQ contact list for apparently over two years. She's also not sure why she's being targeted. I've never done anything to offend anyone in my life, she says. Cases of young women victimized by online rumors usually falsely framing them as sexually promiscuous or money-worshipping have received increased public attention in recent months. In early November, pictures stolen from the social media account of a Beijing student with the Weibo name Ke Shui Ai Xing Ren were edited into a video on Douyin describing her as a player from the northeast Jilin province who spent 200,000 RMB of her boyfriend's money while having affairs with over 100 other men. On November 19th, a Shanghai woman, blogging under the Weibo name Nikki Jun, found that a portrait she had taken with her grandfather, then posted on social media app Xiao Hongshu, had been used in a story on video platform Toutiao. The sensationalized video claimed the old man was a wealthy entrepreneur in his 70s who had married a woman over 40 years younger than himself and lavished her with gifts. Most prominently, since early August of 2020, a 28-year-old woman from Hangzhou, identified in the media by the pseudonym Mrs. Wu, had spent eight months trying to pursue criminal charges against two men who spread a video and fake chat records, alleging she was the lonely wife of a rich man seducing a delivery driver. One of the rumor mongers, 
a convenience store owner surnamed Lang, shot a video of Wu with her face clearly visible while she was picking up a delivery at the gate of her residential compound and sent it to a WeChat group along with fake chat records in which he and a friend surnamed He role-played as the rich wife and the courier. The story was circulated in private WeChat groups in July and picked up by a public WeChat account on August 8th. By September 20th, multiple accounts had redistributed the story, viewed over 60,000 times, and shared 217 times in total, according to evidence compiled by Wu and shown to reporters. Motives for rumor-mongering can be casual or calculated. Lang told news site The Paper that he'd originally shot the video just to show another person where he was, then sent it to his WeChat group and made the chat records with He as a joke. But the To Chiao marriage story was more deliberate, fabricated by a blogger with a history of lifting images of young and attractive women from the internet and claiming they had married older men for money. According to feminist WeChat account, Girls Don't Be Afraid, stories of scandal, sex, and promiscuity featuring young women get a high amount of attention and clicks online, with misogyny and objectification of women among some netizens as the root cause. When they see a woman who is successful and good-looking, or even one who looks affluent, they just think, their wonderful life must be the result of having a sugar daddy. Their money must come from a man. They believe beautiful women must all be gold diggers, the account states, so they treat women as objects to be criticized, mocked, and evaluated. Zhang suspects the person who contacted her friends is an old acquaintance trying to get revenge after she had spurned his desire for a friends-with-benefits relationship. He is the only person I know that could have a motive, she speculates. In China, victims of libel face two options for prosecution. Their first option is to try to make it a criminal case, citing the PRC's criminal law, which threatens a punishment of up to three years' imprisonment for fabricating facts to slander others, where the consequences are serious. Alternatively, they can file a civil case for reputation infringement, which is easier to prove but come with much lighter penalties, ranging from a warning, a fine, or a maximum of 20 days of administrative detention, a form of punishment for offenses not covered by China's criminal law. Wu had originally sued Lang and He for civil infringement and got them placed in nine days of administrative detention before going on to press criminal charges. On November 23rd, the Chengdu-based news site Red Star News announced that the Toutiao blogger, identified by his surname Wu, was placed in criminal detention by the Public Security Bureau of Dongguang, Guangdong Province, for fabricating and disseminating false information. The article was shared by a rumor refutation website set up in 2018 by the Central Cyberspace Administration and retitled don't spread rumors, with an editor's note saying the case had been dealt with. But being detained is not the same as being criminally prosecuted. The case is still under police investigation. Wu, the Hangzhou woman, spent two and a half months compiling evidence to even get her case accepted by a court, and four more months for the court to sentence Lang and He to a year in prison for defamation in April of this year. 
Criminal charges are hard to bring forth without a police investigation, and police typically set a high threshold for evidence before they'll agree to investigate. Commenting on Wu's case for the state-run Xinhua News Agency, Professor Xuejun of the Peking University Law School pointed out the difficulty of getting justice for online libel, requiring the cooperation of online platforms to release the identity of the culprit. Among the rumor mongers, there is the common assumption that the vast number of people spreading the rumor means they cannot all be held accountable. In 2013, the Supreme People's Procuratorate, China's highest court of appeal, fleshed out the circumstances which could be considered serious enough for a criminal conviction for cyber defamation. The information could be proved by a notary to have been viewed over 5,000 times or reposted over 500 times, or else have caused mental disorders, self-harm, or suicide in victims. In all three cases here, the women reported harassing messages and death threats sent to themselves or their families. Wu, from Hangzhou, was let go by her company, allegedly because the incident had exhausted her and resulted in a serious impact on the company's business development. She was unable to find new employment and suffered from depression, self-confining to her house for fear of confrontation. Zhang has set her social media accounts private and deleted her profile photo and her current workplace. Counterintuitively, the further the false information spreads, the easier it is to press a criminal charge under the law. This means that victims of defamation need to publicize their case if they are to gather enough evidence. Wu had to reach out to the public, asking them to send her any online posts that contained the rumors about her. Similarly, before the arrest of the Toutiao blogger, his victim, Nikki Jun, posted on Weibo asking for people to send her screenshots of any posts they could find containing defamatory statements about her. That the police acted on Nikki Jun's case is unusual. My lawyer told me this morning that it is almost impossible to get criminal detention for rumor mongers, and police almost never accept such cases, she posted on Weibo two days before the arrest, and that it could take years and cost hundreds of thousands of yuan for victims of defamation to defend their rights, even when the rumor is big enough to be a trending topic on Weibo. I cried in despair. Cases with a smaller impact, like Zhang's, are even harder to pursue. On November 16th, Zhang alerted QQ's parent Tencent through their security platform Tencent Guard about the account that had contacted her cousin. The company replied the next day, saying it had suspended the account, but she believes this hinders more than it helps, at least in terms of getting legal redress. Now that person can't message my friends again, which means I can't get any more evidence, she says. Tencent has denied her request for the user's personal information. On November 30th, the municipal court in Jiang's city rejected her application for a court order for Tencent to release the individual's identity, apparently without stating a clear reason. Now she is caught in a loop, having already been told by the police that her case is a civil rather than a criminal matter. Without knowing the name of the QQ user, she cannot sue for defamation, but Tencent will not give her such information without a court order, which she cannot obtain without presenting the court with more evidence, such as the name of her defamer, suggests a lawyer she has consulted. Chung has no idea how long it will take her to obtain justice. But she is undaunted. People should pay for their lies and mistakes. <laughs>